T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut. Hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome. My guest this morning, uh, Dr. Paul Stanislaw, who is with uh, the Facial Plastic uh, Surgery Center based in Avon. And what we're going to be talking about this morning is... uh, sunscreen and protecting yourself from the sun uh, during the uh, summer months, actually any time of the year. Doctor, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, glad to have you here today. And certainly we're in the midst of the uh, the summer season. And uh, can you explain why we should all be concerned about sun exposure? Well, sun exposure has two big uh, effects on us. One is skin cancer, which we talk about all the time. Uh, the, sun, the ultraviolet light causes uh, basal cell carcinomas, squamous cell carcinomas, and melanomas, which are the really bad ones. Uh, and it also causes a lot of uh, aging damage. So it makes wrinkles, brown spots, and sagging skin. Now, what do we do uh, to protect our skin? What's the best way to do that? Uh, the best way is to wear a sunblock that has zinc oxide in it. It should have 9% or greater of zinc. Uh, people are very much um, in tune or hung up on SPF numbers. Right. SPF numbers are not a good measure of how good of a sunblock is. Mm-hmm. SPF only measures how it blocks, how much it blocks UVB. Doesn't tell you anything how it blocks UVA. So UVA is the skin is the ultraviolet light that causes um, skin cancer, like the melanomas and the basal cells. Uh, the UVB is more like the squamous cell carcinomas on the surface of the skin. Okay, so I know a lot of people do look at that that SPF number uh, first. Now, is the is the, the the zinc content usually listed uh, on the on the uh, container? Yeah, in the in the ingredients, but mm-hmm. it's usually really in small print, so you have to put your glasses on to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you'll often see a lot of uh, long uh, scientific names for stuff, um, and those are more synthetically man-made sunscreens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the zinc oxide is a mechanical block and you should you just have to read the ingredients to look for the zinc oxide. And what should we do uh, when we choose a sunscreen? Obviously, you, you mentioned what, what you want to look for in the ingredients and, and using that sunscreen, how to uh, apply it properly. Uh, basically, we should reapply it every hour to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that you have to realize is that the amount that is recommended is a whole ounce or like a shot glass of, of sunblock. Mm-hmm. Uh, we very rarely put on that much sunblock, mm-hmm. um, but we have to be a little bit better about applying an, an appropriate amount. Yeah, and that, it's, uh, that, that seems like a lot, and that would apply to, to all the exposed areas, especially if you're, you're at the beach. Correct. So right. if you're at the beach, you know, you're going to wear your sunblock, you're going to wear enough, and you're going to reapply it frequently. But you also should be wearing sunglasses to protect your eyes that block 100% UVA and UVB. You should be wearing a hat. Um, if people are really sensitive, they should be wearing like rash guard shirts or other shirts that block ultraviolet light as well. And uh, the, the, the thing, too, is that uh, people may think that on a day when it's cloudy, uh, perhaps they don't need it. But that's not true either. Well, that's the thing. The, with the overcast days, the UVA, the ultraviolet light, is getting through that cloud base 
and it's still giving a really bad sunburn. So people often get their worst sunburns on those cloudy, overcast days. And even going to the shade really doesn't help either. You get you do get some reflection uh, in in the shade. You do get a lot of, especially at the beach, because of the yeah. sand and the yeah. water. Even if you're under, people tell me all the time, "Well, I was under an umbrella the whole time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not considering all that reflected ultraviolet light <laughs> off of the oh, off absolutely, the surfaces. especially if you got that nice light sand and, and mm-hmm. a bright sunshine. Uh, what are some of the warning signs of skin cancer that uh, people should be looking out for? Basically, I tell people that if you have a lesion that's new, that doesn't go away over the next month. So we always get the spots that come and go mm-hmm. and come and go. But if you get a, uh, a bump that is growing and it's all of a sudden appears and it's there for over a month, you should have it checked out. We have certain uh, guidelines for skin cancer screening, but they're specifically geared for more than melanomas. So those those guidelines are A, asymmetry, if the lesion's asymmetric, B, if it's got irregular borders, C, if it has irregular colors, and D, if it has a diameter greater than a pencil eraser. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't include the basal cell carcinomas, which can really just look like a, a mole, like mm-hmm. a flesh-colored mole. They don't look like much. They don't hurt. Um, sometimes they bleed spontaneously. Like if you rub it, it'll bleed. That's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, so people often overlook those other ones that, that don't have color. And the, probably uh, the the best thing to do is, is periodically uh, – I guess once a year for most people, and and if they have something that needs to be removed, perhaps a little more often than that, seeing a dermatologist or someone who can give them a screening. So uh, your primary care doctor is very capable of doing a screening once a year, and that's mm-hmm. where where you should start. But you're right, people who have a prior history of having skin cancers or have strong family risks of it, they often should see a dermatologist, and sometimes that is as frequently as every several months. What can we do uh, to repair uh, a skin that does become damaged by the sun? Well, it's never too late to start wearing your sunblock. That's the most important Mm -hmm. thing. Sunblock, sunblock, sunblock. You can apply retinoids or retin-A's, which often help rejuvenate the skin. Um, Antioxidants like topical vitamin C's, topical vitamin E's. Those are very safe, very cost-effective things to help you um, revert some of that sun-damaged stuff back to normal skin, but it also helps slow down the aging process. And uh, probably, I mean, there are spots on the body, too, that, that people have a very difficult time checking themselves. Mm-hmm. So you you might want to find somebody to, uh, in between these visits to the doctor, uh, sort of help you screen? Specifically the back. I mean, a lot of people yeah. will have spots on their backs and they don't even know it. So if you have a spouse or someone at home that can check your back or, you know, other parts that you can't see, your scalp, um, you should do that. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people that live by themselves that they don't have access mm-hmm. to those to, that opportunity. So they should have their primary to do it. Absolutely. And and certainly, uh, if, if you do have something removed, uh, I guess there's a sense of relief that, that it's something that was spotted. Because frequently, these things are things that even if you're looking for something, you may not even know that it potentially is precancerous. Absolutely. So it, you're right that a lot of times, just removing the spot, it gives you peace of mind, and it's done and it's gone, right? right? As opposed to having to worry about it and worry about it. or Because things can change over time. Mm-hmm. You might look at it at one point, and it might look benign or non-cancerous, and then a couple of years later, it can change. So sometimes we do take things off prophylactically to prevent them from converting into something else. And that's fairly easy to do, and it's it's really not painful in most cases most cases no those those procedures are done in the office with just local injected anesthetic Mm -hmm. um they're very safe they're very easily done so it's not an invasive procedure at all 
And uh, if people would like uh, more information about all of this we've been talking about, uh, where's the best place to go? Uh, you know, the the um, the American Cancer Society is a good has a lot of good guidelines uh, out there. Uh, basically, the internet has a lot of um, good resources, but I would stick with more like the dermatology societies, real real societies that have guidelines. Okay, and your your practice once again is in Avon. Correct, and okay. we're uh, we're we do facial plastic surgery. All right, very good, doctor. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. That is Dr. Paul Stanislaw, who is a facial plastic surgeon and uh, a surgeon and skin care expert, and uh, he is with uh, the uh, in Avon, the uh, Stanislaw Facial Plastic Surgery Center. That's our program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.